We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Kyle Porter. It is Boise week. The Broncos coming to town, but we kind of had some uh, technical issues on our post-game show, so we'll talk a little bit about the win over mighty South Alabama. Corndog looking like Mason Rudolph in his prime. Uh, Kyle, what's going on, man? Not much. I, f- I fixed our technical issues, so we should be good to go for the rest of the year. Uh, in the post game, actually, uh, I know you were unable to to follow up there, but me and me and Boone jammed on it a little bit, uh, which was fun because he was he was at the game. Uh, one of the main things we touched on: uh, free Tyron. Tyron is free. He's back. Uh, he looks great. Carson's in a good place. It's it's a good time. Thing. What did uh, what did you guys have to say about it? Were you shocked? Were you surprised? Do you think that'll continue? Just what was your takes on it? Well, my my I think my take was just that Tylen looks like like the next the next guy. Like Tyron is what he is. Like he's world class athlete. Um, I think he's going to have some awesome games. Some games where he maybe disappears for whatever reason. I, I think there's probably different reasons that that happens. But Tylen Wallace looks – he looks awesome. Like, they, those two together look like they can be something special. And, you know, I, I, think, I think Cornelius is, is good enough to, to, to get it done, like, like with those weapons around him. I, I'm curious if how you feel looking back like three or four days later at, at the job that Cornelius did and, and heading into Boise. Well, can I give my Tyron take first? Well, yeah, I, I just assume everybody knows what your tire intake is. Well, I, I got to give it a second. It's not quite queued up yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I've come down off the the Cornelius stinks take. It's more yeah. of he's kind of just is what he is. He's, he's pretty yeah. av- average, average, <laughs> as Gundy likes to say, a- average. That's basically what I think, and I I don't mean to be doom and gloom about it. Now, that, that being said... I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but I do think Boise State might expose him to a certain extent. Um, I thought he threw the ball downfield better. Obviously, it took more risks. I think Mark Cooper charted it. I think he threw more than half of his passes 10-plus yards down the field, which was a huge improvement from uh, week one against Missouri State. So he, he showed he could throw the ball down the field a little more. I still think the, the catastrophic interceptions against two cupcakes, I mean, they weren't catastrophic because they won the game going away. I'm just saying those were, <laughs> those were those were horrible throws. Yeah. And if you're going to make those against that level of competition, you've got Boise State coming to town, who has ten of eleven starters back, one of the better defenses they'll face all season. I just I don't think that improves when the competition improves. I think it only gets worse. But um, you ready for my tire take? Yeah. Yeah. This was me in my living room. Tyron Siren! <laughs> Mike Yersich, Mike Gundy, allow me to introduce you to Tyron Johnson, a five-star athlete. Get it, get it, get away from you in a phone booth, speed. I mean, I'm okay. I'm done now. I'm not saying he is James Washington or he's even Tywin Wallace. I'm just saying he is a legit offensive weapon, and you have to utilize him. That's all I've ever said. So that was encouraging to see. Um, 
No, but I do agree with you, though. Tylen Wallace, to me, Kyle, I think is probably the biggest takeaway I have thus far in the season is that he's a legit number one wideout. Um, yeah. he's, he's the go-to guy. Uh, we all kind of had it pegged wrong as Dylan Stoner. I think Tylen Wallace has proven he's going to be the guy. He's going to lead the team in yards and, and touchdowns. And Taylor seems to have a good connection with him. I mean, that's the guy he's targeted the most by like a long ways. But no, it, it was really positive to see them utilize Tyron Johnson, and that's something they're going to need throughout the season. Uh, Tylen had 15 targets on Saturday. That's, that's his, like that, Julio Jones' that, target share. That's as many as uh, the other uh, Tyron, Jalen, and Stoner combined. They also like combined. They had 15 as well. <laughs> does that's the a lot. Uh, does the back shoulder uh, kind of floating fadey ball that Cornelius throws? Does that bother you at all? No, I mean that's that's nothing new. I mean. Uh, wouldn't Rudolph throw back shoulder fades to to, to Aitman as well? Yeah, he, he threw it I, over the top to to Washington. Obviously, Washington wasn't doing that a whole lot, but I think it's a it's very hard to defend. I mean, we see that at the NFL level even more so, the back shoulder throws, namely to the corner of the end zones. But I don't. I thought they did a, a lot of them, and you pointed that out in your ten thoughts. But I mean, they're just super hard to defend. I mean. I, if they were throwing those against Oklahoma State, wouldn't you be concerned about Oklahoma State's corners making a play on those balls? <laughs> I would. Be. Not, not now that they're playing like six inches off the wide receiver. Did you did you see that on Saturday? AJ Green was like like he could touch the receiver that he was guarding. That's a new inc- concept. It was it was <laughs> incredible. I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was amazing. That's a, that's what they've been preaching, right? More aggression, less. Uh... Less bend but don't break, 10-yard cushions that we've become accustomed to see. So that was encouraging, but I, I do think you got to worry about them running, running by you. Yeah, and I think that's going to happen. I I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, as much as I thought South Alabama was a big game for Cornelius, and I still s- sort of feel that way, uh, I, I felt like it was important for him to look good, and I thought he looked pretty good, especially in the first half. He looked, he looked solid. I mean, again – at South Alabama, they stink. But he was he, he, the things that he did on Saturday that I thought were encouraging were he he hit those little I don't know the six yard slants, the balls over the middle, the ten yard outs that sometimes, especially the stuff over the middle, Rudolph would struggle with and scare you, and they wouldn't go to it. Cornelius just seems like he has better touch at that distance now. Overall, like he just he can't go downfield as well, which is kind of weird because it seems like he has a big arm. Um, but they they just either they haven't done it or he's overthrown guys or whatever. I, I I'm with you though. Like I think he's average to above average. But this is where I sort of buy into it. Is I think that's all he has to be. Was was Clint Shelf amazing in 2013? I, no, I thought he was. I he thought he's like a, Yeah, he's like above. He was like good. And I think Cornelius can be that. And I think if he is that, then Oklahoma State has a chance to be pretty good because of the skill position guys and, and the defense that they have. Now, I think you're right about the turnovers, which is weird. Gundy hates turnovers so much. And with Cornelius, he he just has sort of like written them off strangely, which I guess is fine because it's two games. But those picks have not been great, especially the one in the end zone where he's rolling out to his right. That was uh, – that was not good, and you can't do that because against Boise and and in the Big Twelve, and that's something they're going to have to figure out. 
Yeah, that was atrocious. Gundy said that he should never, ever, ever throw while running to his right again. <laughs> <laughs> he should just run it. Because uh, he's thrown two of the, he said he's thrown the two worst passes of his career, which I would agree with doing that. Yeah. Um, but I never thought I'd say this, Kyle. I think I Taylor Cornelius is not my number one concern going into Boise State. Can you guess what my number one concern is? Yeah, I was, I, well, I presume it's the same as mine, which is special teams. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not my number one concern. But that 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 I've just written off as terrible, <laughs> and that they're just going to have to survive. That I've written off as like the worst unit in the country. So it's the offensive line. Ha- yeah, a- absolutely. Nah, I'm not. I'm not worried. They can't block. You're not worried? No. Nah. They literally cannot block. No, nah, I'm not worried. I, go, okay. go back Go back and look at the South Alabama game last year. Their numbers were awful. They couldn't block anybody then either. And that team That's was... true. I mean, and South Alabama did look, stack the box. Look, I'm not naive in, in saying they didn't. But I do think Boise State is going to stack the box and dare Cornelius to beat them. And I, I, I worry about it more so, Kyle, in the red zone, where Cornelius has had his struggles... And they've had to really use deception in their first two games to, to score down there. Whether whether it's just you know the total give up where you throw the fade or you do reverses, um, I'm a little worried about the uh, when they, they got to get two yards, <laughs> just punch it in, you know. Yeah, I think I think what you're touching on there is is important, and I think it makes sense because last year you look at the South Alabama game, they run it. I think it was 33 times for 163 yards. This year it was like 42 for 164. It was very similar numbers. The problem is, so, so two things here. One, last year we, we trusted that offense. Like we knew what it was. We didn't, there was no concerns about whether it was going to be good or not. And I don't think we really trust this one yet uh, a lot because of the quarterback, but also because you got new faces at wide receiver and you just, you got a lot of new guys. Um, but then the other thing is, Last year's team, like as as some as an observer, I wanted teams to take the take away the run because I felt confident that Mason Rudolph and James Washington could do Mason Rudolph and James Washington things and and win games. This year's team, I don't I I don't know if I if I feel that way yet. There's just not as much confidence in the ability of Cornelius and and Wallace and Johnson, which uh, Kyle Cox said sounded like a law firm. <laughs> uh, to to beat you if they take away uh, Justice Hill and, and JD King and, and I think that I think that's fair and I think we're about to find out what that looks like against some teams coming up here with Boise and, and into the Big 12. I think you and I wanted them to throw it about 60 times a game last year. So yeah yeah <laughs> that's a little different than this year. I think they have to run the ball with with those running backs but I do think Kyle too, an extension of the running game can be the short passing game. As you've mentioned, Cornelius is pretty good on those short throws. And I, the player that I think really sticks out to me in, in that aspect is, is Chuba Hubbard. You know, I, I'm watching Tyreek Hill just eviscerate the NFL with his speed. <laughs> He's like the out, best player in, in the NFL. He really is. He's the most. He has like I think I read he has like 13 touchdowns over like 55 yards or something. Yeah. Yeah, no one has like more than three. <laughs> so I'm seeing just how how underutilized he was at Oklahoma State, and I think they could do a lot of similar things that the Chiefs do with Tyreek, with Chuba. Not necessarily you don't have to necessarily play him at running back, even play him in the slot. Uh, that's a player to me, Kyle, that I think can really have an impact this season, and I, w- I would like to see it starting on Saturday, obviously. But just the more I think about Tyreek and what he's doing, just 
Chuba's very a very similar player. Moves and like doesn't look like he's running that hard, and he just flies. So that's that's another thing that, that stuck out to me this week thinking about the game. Did you like the Hubbard telescope? The Hubbard telescope. Yeah, Chuba in space. That's that's trying a little hard for me. Uh, this is like how you didn't like my uh, calling DQ Osborne the the blizzard. Yeah, I'm not behind that still. Uh, that's so. It's just, that's just that's just that's just trying too hard to create a nickname. Nicknames have to come out come about naturally. Yeah, I just thought of it while you I was watching him. I mean, you did create a oil <laughs> baron out of thin air, and that that stuck. And Mason Rudolph took credit for it, but yeah, still not over that. I need but to. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those don't do much for me. I'm sorry. <sighs> That's painful. Um, did you see JD King just run somebody over at the goal line? I saw him like slow down so that he could <laughs> run someone over. <laughs> you put it that uh, he doesn't subtweet. I put it that I will. Pl- I will take 22 JD Kings and play, <laughs> and I will win because can I just, he, no one's can I beating just... that guy at anything. Can I have like 10 JD Kings and one Chuba and create a new special teams unit for Oklahoma State? Can What's Chuba the, block? What well Chuba can run and <laughs> and JD can block. All the JDs can block? Okay. Yeah, what what is what in the world? What are they doing? No, it's it's a valid criticism and as you've brought up they hired a a defensive ends coach instead of a special teams coach. You know, I, I'm watching a it's legitimately a special teams revolution down in Norman. They hired Shane Beamer, you know, assistant of or he was assistant at Georgia, but obviously he's Frank Beamer's son, Beamer Ball. And they had like two unbelievable returns. They they blocked a punt for a touchdown. They they haven't done that in like a decade. They they have like the best special teams they've had in ten years, just because they hired a, a a special teams guru, so to speak, and. OSU's have been nothing short of a disaster since Joe DeForest left. That, that's not a coincidence. You know, remember, it, it got so bad last year, Gundy had to actually, like, answer questions about it, and he's like, he, like, took responsibility and said it was his, he's the he's the special teams coach. He, said, just, he said it so he's, bad. He did it again on, on uh, Saturday. He said that, I can't remember what the phrase he, I think that he said they lacked discipline or they lacked some, a lot of things really. But he said, you know, that starts with me like getting the message to the coaches and to the players. And it's like, well, what? Like three weeks into this, I, I just, I don't understand the, the position that they're in. Like if you're Oklahoma state and you have the talent that you have, which is not the greatest talent in the world, you cannot afford to be bad on special teams. And this is what what I told Boone, and and it's the thing that I I don't get. This was such a staple of Gundy teams because it had to be. They had to be elite at special teams to make up for whatever they lacked in offensive and defensive talent over the first 10 or 12 or, you know, however many years of his tenure. And then they just started being awful. And I, I just... I don't know how you, I mean, isn't that part of the cowboy culture or whatever? Like, how is that not part of it? No, that's the shocking thing. As you mentioned, like that was like what they were best at forever. Kicking, punting, you know, returning, blocking. Literally every aspect was among the best in the country. And I I don't know why that hasn't been prioritized, but it's, it's hurt them. It, It has literally hurt them in games. And, to me, Kyle, it looks like they just don't even practice it because this is not a complicated thing. I mean, special teams are not complicated. They just look so unsound. They look so like 
looks like a, you know, just a fire drill. People are just running around not knowing what they're doing. And, uh, you know, Gundy has to, has to hire a special teams coach or take it more seriously because it's, it's going to hurt him again this year. That's my favorite defense. That, I talked about this last year, but my favorite defense that he has is, well, you know, it's easy for me to talk about this because I'm not the one out there fielding punts. And it's like that's literally the person's – like you're literally finding the best of 135 humans to put out there to, to do that job. I don't want you to do it. I don't care if you can do it. I just want you to find somebody that can. And then he's like, well – the South Alabama punter kicks it short and he kicks it long. And it's just, it's kind of hard to, and it's like, what are, what are we talking about? Like, I, I, I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know why I'm so worked up. Well, I guess it's, it dates back to whenever, and it makes sense, right? When you have the 2011 offense, they just put Blackman back there and just started fair catching everything. Like that to me made sense. Cause your offense was going to score. Like now, you you need those returns, and they they literally can't put someone out there that can catch the ball before it bounces. So I I don't know. I mean I, it's I've like I said I've pretty much written it off as just being terrible, and it's not going to improve. I mean that's that's kind of where I stand on it. I don't I don't understand yeah, why they won't hire a special teams coach. It's gonna lose them a game, and uh, although the I guess the flip side of it is Matt Amendola has been awesome. Can they hire like he, Frank? Can they hire Frank Beamer as like a as a, one of those analysts? <laughs> can they just you know they hire all these old retired coaches as analysts? Can they not hire Frank Beamer? Yeah, he, it, it, a little bit of a salary cut uh, probably. Um, okay, it's time for the Coop Ale Works toast of the week. Coop Ale Works bring great tasting craft beer in Oklahoma City. Try the flagship F5 IPA, the Bold DNR Belgian Strong Ale, or the refreshing Horny Toad Blonde. Beer Dicks, watch Party Tailgate or get together with friends. Enjoy a cold Coupel Works, and please remember to drink responsibly. Carson, uh, I opened my first Oktoberfest after the game on uh, on Saturday. Ooh, how was that? It's about eleven fifty five p.m. Just got done finishing, or just got done with the ten thoughts. Edited a few things. Uh, t- flipped on, you know, just the highlights of, from from the day in college football. It was it was delicious. It's it's. I think it's my favorite thing that Coop makes. It's pretty outstanding. It's so I mean, good. The orange can doesn't hurt, right? It's oh, on it's, brand. It's it's phenomenal. Um, yeah, fall okay. is my favorite season, and whenever Oktoberfest comes around, that's that's a good sign that fall is here, and I can't wait to indulge myself. Yeah. Uh, who are you? Who are you toasting this week? You know who I'm toasting, don't you? Tyron Siren, baby. Saturday Siren for Tyron. You know, Tyron actually, uh, I tweeted something along the lines of, you know, wow, look what happens when you get an elite talent to football. Good things. And welcome to the 2018 season, Tyron Johnson. And Tyron liked liked the tweet, so I'm sure he I, did. I think he, I think he's excited to get the football as well. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna toast him. And I mean, can they not put him at punt return? Like Gunny just doesn't trust him, does he? Can, can they not put him at punt return, please? Or Chuba? Or, well, yeah, that that's that's probably a good candidate as well. <laughs> or 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 Ty, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, that's good. I'm gonna toast an Oktoberfest to you know who I'm gonna toast to. I'm gonna toast to Jelani. 
Jelani, for his four two speed that he has. Jelani, did you see what Tyron said about it on at practice on Tuesday? <laughs> oh, no, what he said. He said so. Uh, I think Marshall, our, our uh, beat writer, who's done an awesome job by the way, but he asked him about it, and uh, I think it was him who asked, and he said uh, he said that Jelani had an angle. <laughs> and well, I was like, and, and Tyron had like six guys in his way too. Let's not discount yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that he had an angle. Jelani can fly. Yeah, that he was can, he that said was unbelievable. Shocking. That was shocking when I saw that clip. I guess I just think of like really tall, kind of. He's just always looked awkward to me, and apparently he's super athletic. I mean, that was incredible. It looked like a dad had sneaked onto a little league football game and just started running full speed. <laughs> he was like two heads taller than everybody, twice as fast as everybody. It looked, it just looked weird, didn't it? I mean, no, I, I would like to see him get, get some more passes thrown his way. He's, that's a huge matchup issue. If he can move like that and if he can catch anything at all, that's a, that's a legit weapon. And I, I really didn't expect much from him, at least in yeah. the first year of making that switch. I mean, imagine switching from quarterback to tight end. Right. There's not there's not many that's a that's a very different position. Like that's a hard change. So but it seems he's he's taken well to it. He's he's been involved in some of the some of the offensive uh formations. Yeah, totally. And it seems like Cornelius has the touch to be able to uh to find him. Um so that'll that'll be an interesting development. But yeah, I'm toasting Jelani. Uh, uh it was a it was a fun moment whenever Tyron went sixty yards and Jelani ran him down. The six eight, two hundred and seventy pound quarterback turned tight end ran down uh your your future first rounder and tyron can, johnson can we get the jelani cat the jelani machine <laughs> can we put it like i'm not i'm i'm joking but i'm having images of, of cam newton on the goal line where he just kind of yeah. jumps forward that'd be that, 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 that could that, solve that, some red zone issues yeah it really could because they always talk about like getting guys one-on-one and having enough blockers and you know whatever uh although cornelius is pretty He's pretty elusive. I mean, for a for somebody who's six six, no, he he's got much better wheels than you'd expect. Yeah, but I mean, Johnny could literally just reach the football over everybody's head across the goal line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, okay, let's let's go ahead and talk unis right now as well. We're going to um, we're going to preview the the Boise what we think they're going to wear for Boise. So let's get to this week's uniform preview. Brought to you by Chris's University Spirit. Your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Carson, I have my uh, Boise preview uh, already laid out. Not literally. It's not on my bed or anything. Um, but <laughs> I'm curious. To, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go? I feel like you always go first. I feel like I always go first, so you go first. It feels like a, an advantage to go second, because you can, you can change it if you want. But It's true. I'm going to go white, orange, white. Uh, it seems fairly straightforward since they're striping the stadium. Obviously, Gundy. Uh, oh, we, I should have toasted a smoothie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> a vodka-infused smoothie or just a regular? <laughs> just a regular. I don't think okay. Coop makes vodka. But uh, I'm, I'm going white, orange, white, and I think they go with the uh, the badge on the helmet, which I think was the Pittsburgh uh set that they wore a couple years ago when they striped the stadium i like it you know stripe the stadium they're going with white and orange stripes so i think white orange white makes a ton of sense that's what i was going to pick as well 
But I'm going with like a, uh, you know, you said J.D. King doesn't subtweet. I think Oklahoma State does. I, <laughs> I'm going with the bucking Bronco helmet. Ooh. Ooh. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be like just shots fired across the bow to Boise with that's, the cowboy riding the Bronco? That's a great call. That's phenomenal. So I'm going white, orange, white, bucking Bronco, just direct DM to Boise State. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's solid. We haven't seen that helmet since when? Like homecoming? When they first debuted it? It's been a long time, hasn't it? Was that 2013 maybe? Uh, I think it was it was Tyreek's year, I think. Yeah, that'd I be 2014. 14, yeah. I could I see them busting that out. Yeah. That'd be great. That's, that'd be, it's probably more like what I want to see as opposed to my actual prediction, but that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, no, that's that's solid. That's fun. Uh, what what are you expecting for Boise? What, what just? Oh boy, I, I know I know it's hard because they both played not great teams to start, but they've both just been hammering people. Uh, two of the top, again, playing bad teams, but two of the top offenses in the country. Uh, I mean, it should be pretty good, right? I think it's going to be an excellent game. Um, I'm picking Boise. I just think they're the more, far more experienced team, far more veteran team. I mean, they're not going to be intimidated coming to Stillwater. When's the? Is this the biggest non-conference game since Georgia came to town, Kyle? You mean at home? At home, yeah. Yeah, because they had FSU. Pittsburgh doesn't. Yeah, FSU was a neutral site. Yeah, I wonder. I'm thinking home non-conference games. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to look that up and have somebody write about uh, ranked home, like top 25 non-conference games in Boone Pickens Stadium because I bet there haven't been that many. No, I don't think so. And look, I I think it's going to be a close game. I'm not ser- sitting here saying Boise's going to blow them out. But I mean, Boise's defense is good, Kyle. I know they played UConn, who's basically South Alabama. They were both, I think, 35-point favorites in each game. South Alabama and, and UConn are both terrible. UConn didn't cross their own 40 until like three minutes left in the third quarter. Like, <laughs> that's absurd. They have 10 of 11 starters coming back, and the one they don't have is was drafted in the first round by the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I just think they're a very good team. Their offense is – their quarterback has over like 40 starts or 38 starts, I want to say. Far more experienced quarterback, good offense. I just – the home field advantage is, is nice and all. I wish you lost three at home last year. So I just, I got to go with the experience factor on Boise. And I, I, again, I think there's been some red flags. Cornelius's decision-making being one, the offensive line not being able to block very well being the other. And I, I just, I see Boise getting more stops. That's just basically how I see it. Now, I could be wrong. I mean, I do think the one caveat here, Kyle, is I think Yursic and Gundy are going to open up the playbook a lot more than we've seen the first two games. Like, we've seen them do that in the past, right, for big home games where they just, kitchen sink game they just pull out all this stuff that we haven't seen earlier in the season so i think i could see that happening as well and i could see cornelius playing well but i think he's going to get exposed a little bit yeah i I think you're right about the defense i I think i think that's going to be the really interesting part of this game is which defense is actually legit Uh, i mean i think i think Oklahoma, oklahoma state's is good but i also thought that last year after south alabama and it turned out that they were pretty average Throughout the year, I think they finished 58th uh, in in college football in in defensive efficiency points per drive. Uh, Dustin Ragusa wrote a, a good piece for our site, uh, kind of about what Boise does on offense, and I think it's going to be, 
I don't think they have like the exact same offense as Oklahoma State, but they do a lot of different things in the same way that Oklahoma State does. They show you a lot of different looks. They move people around. They motion. They they do all these different things. And I I just think that, um, wow, there's one play on here where all four receivers do like a pirouette like while they're on the line. That's that's something. But um, I I don't know. I I think it's gonna come down to like you know, which defense is for real. And unfortunately for Oklahoma state, it could come down to like special teams and, you know, turnovers and th- discipline. I mean, nine penalties for 112 yards against South Alabama. Again, staples of Mike Gundy teams that are just not there anymore. I, I, I just, it's, it's, I think it's a worse sign and a worse look than people are kind of uh, talking about. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge concerns. Um, I will say too, I think Justice Hill is going to get more than a couple carries this game. I think they're going to unleash Justice, which, again, he can alleviate some of your blocking issues. I mean, how many times have we seen him make people miss? So that's that's obviously an X factor as well. As we really haven't seen Justice get a full, you know, a full workload yet. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. And Gundy, again, I think I think your situation. Sorry, what were you going to say about Gundy? Gundy? Gundy said after the game, he's like, well, you know, when when you got when they're stacking the box like that, you got to have a pretty good back who can make some people miss. And I was like, yeah, I, he's pretty good. Five, <laughs> like he was, number five. He was sort of like, he was sort of like propping it up as a reason that they didn't run it that much. He's like, well, you got to have somebody that's pretty shifty. And I was like, yeah, he's pretty shifty, but just give him the ball. Are you picking OSU? Uh, I, we're taping this on Wednesday as of now. I'm not. I'm picking Boise. Uh, I just think there's more unknown with OSU, and that's I, – I don't know. I, I, I get concerned about the penalties. I get concerned about the special teams. I get concerned about the unknown. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take Boise. Yeah, and, again, I, I don't think that's a slide on OSU. I, I think they're a good team, Boise. And I think it would be an excellent win for OSU and really would set them up to make a nice little run going into the conference play. So, but no, I, I'm with you. I just think there's, there's more unknowns with OSU and I haven't, there's just been enough, enough doubt seated in me in, in certain aspects of the team that again, I think OSU could definitely win this game. I just, if I have to make a pick, I'm going to pick Boise. That's who I think is going to win the game, but uh, it should be excellent. Kyle, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be in Ames, Iowa, unfortunately for the OU game. <laughs> Like Ames is not like on my list of top destinations, but the game is on ABC, so we'll be doing an hour-long pregame show for for OU and OSU. So shameless plug there. Uh, but I'll be in Ames, but I'll be able to watch most of it. So I'm looking forward to the game. Are is, you going up it, there? No, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I think I'm saving. I think I'm going to go to maybe OSU Texas. I'm I'm going to more games at the end of the year because I'm going OSU Baylor. I'm going probably TCU. Uh, we got credential to OU, so I'll probably go to that. Uh, I'm going to a lot of the away games, but I'll, I'll probably head back up for uh, for maybe Texas. But uh, yeah, it should, I mean, it should be great. I, I just, you know, we talk a lot about scheduling and who's OSU playing and all these different things. I, I'm just excited that they got a they got kind of a big time game. I know, I know, maybe nationally it doesn't feel like that because you're like, oh, Boise and OSU, oh, those are two like you know fun, cute teams that are usually pretty good, but it's 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 a pretty big time game, even if even if it's not being talked about alongside like LSU Auburn and, and different games like that. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty jacked about that. Yeah, and I I think OSU gets ripped a lot for their non conference scheduling, but you know, they 
they schedule pretty well. I mean, they played Pittsburgh non-conference, which, again, you schedule these games so far in advance, you don't know how good they're going to be. You knew going into Boise they were going to be good, right? They win 10 games as much as anybody else. So I, I do think it makes up somewhat for playing a Missouri State in the opener. Maybe not entirely, but, I mean, it's a huge, huge marquee non-conference game for Oklahoma State. So they deserve some credit for, for scheduling up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's uh, let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit, and then we will come back and wrap things up. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly, shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson, uh, anything that uh, anything else you want to touch on, anything that we missed? Are we doing Uni Heisman, or are we just is it just tiring every every week? I think it's just tiring. Yeah, I think you're I right. Mean, we could do a we could do a runner up. We could do some honorable mentions. Yeah, do you have one? Uh, I didn't get to watch the game that closely. I wasn't I wasn't there. I thought I wasn't studying it as much. Jelani looks kind of cool. Yeah, he looks good. Bundage always looks good. I just love the number one. Obviously, we've talked about that a ton. I love the number one. I don't like it with. OSU's, it looks like an I. OSU's <laughs> num- numerals. Uh, did you see this? Uh, this is tr- uh, switching gears quite a bit, but did you see this four-star guy that's uh, taking an official visit to Stillwater this weekend for, for Mike Boynton? Is it the Avery Anderson kid? Avery Anderson. Dustin Ragusa wrote about this uh, for the site today, uh, talking about how if they're able to add him to the, to the Boone twins, all the Boones, <laughs> that Oklahoma State would then, at this point, again, a lot of people haven't signed or committed or whatever, but I guess you couldn't have signed yet, but committed. Uh, at this point, Oklahoma State would have a top 10 class for 2019. Oh, boy. Mm. Mikey B getting it done. That'd be, that would be excellent. That'd be a coup. The last time they were ranked in the top 10 had to be maybe Marcus Smart's year? Yeah. Or would it be all the way back to that – the historical 2005 class. No, I think that smart class was was up there, at least top 15 or 20. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's fun. Um, what else we got going on? I don't know. It's been kind of a it, football's been kind of weird so far because it's like they're playing, but they're not really like nothing's really at stake yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, those were two exhibitions that they've played thus far. Uh, Gundy in the in the uh, referee suit. Oh yes, I mean I texted that to you, and you thought it was photoshopped. I did. I thought that I thought you had been like between putting Tyron on milk cartons. I thought you had. Uh, <laughs> I thought you had put Gundy in a in a referee jersey, but uh, no, it was real. Yeah, his his comedy routine is just it's jumping up levels each week. He he had the. I love that he had he went through the time and effort to like put a, a stain on his sweatshirt so that he could unveil the the referee outfit like it was well thought out. And yeah. I, I Kyle, I just rue the day that, that Mike Gundy's not the coach because these 
these press conferences nationwide are super boring and super uninteresting, but you Mike Gundy makes them interesting. You don't enjoy uh, Tom Herman talking post-game about beating Tulsa 28-21? Or of mice and men, talking about of mice and men, they were holding too tight. It's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. And they, yeah, mighty, mighty Texas. You've been, yeah, I was going to say, you've been tweeting about this. We, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. They're not good. They stink. And, and they really, they really haven't been good. I, I, I thought what you've been tweeting has been interesting that outside of, uh, who'd you, who'd you say were the, uh, Mac Brown and, and Daryl Royal were the only two coaches that had them as, as like a good, legitimately great college football team. Yeah, other than those two pockets of success, Texas has been a pretty mediocre football program. That's just that's just a fact. I mean, you just go throughout history, and they haven't just haven't really been that great. So maybe it's maybe it's a Texas issue. I mean, we've been harping on who their who their coach has been since Mac Brown with Charlie Strong or, or Tom Herman, and and even Mac Brown to an extent struggled there towards the end. Must be a Texas problem, which to me is it's hard for me to fathom that they've been as bad as they've been since 2009. It just seems so – it seems like you have to almost try to be that bad, which is all the resources you have. You're the University of Texas in the, one of the most talent-rich states, yet they just – they can't find a quarterback. <laughs> Meanwhile, well, can, Mike Gundy is, has two or three that he could play every single year, it seems like. Can Oklahoma State trade them, Drew Brown, for – like a special teams coach and a, like a, I don't know, another linebacker. Can they trade him for that Australian punter that went pro? Yeah, and won the Ray Guy Award. Yeah, that guy was awesome. What, what was the, he dominated some bowl game a couple of years ago? It was incredible. Like he won MVP, I think. Yeah, I think he uh, might have been the Texas Bowl. Yeah, I think year. it was. They I haven't been to a bowl was. in a while, so it had to be last year. <laughs> big the Big Twelve is gonna. Yeah, no kidding. The Big Twelve is gonna be is gonna be interesting because. With Rodney Anderson hurt, Texas stinks. West Virginia's, I guess they're good. Uh, I, I don't know. Think it's just I, I feel like we always go into these seasons and and we think like, okay, well OU's gonna win, and then one of these teams probably gonna finish second, and it's just like just stuff happens, man. Throughout the year, things happen. People get hurt. Teams aren't as good as you think they're gonna be. Schedules are crazy I, I don't know it's going to be pretty interesting to see how it plays out do, are you i mean is do you think OU's concerned like how concerned is OU about about losing rodney anderson very 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 yeah, very concerned that's what that's what it seems like i mean they have really good run i mean they're they're like a lot like osu in that they have some unbelievable running backs besides him but he was different it would it would be like osu losing justice i mean he since i think he since the last seven games last year, he led the country in yards from yards from scrimmage. Yeah, he he ran for 200 yards against Georgia. Alabama didn't have a guy rush for more than like 60. The, the next game in the title game, that's he just he has literally morphed into like an Adrian Peterson type, just huge, fast. He made that offense go along with Baker Mayfield, obviously. But uh, I think oh, you might struggle a little bit on Saturday against Iowa State. Iowa State has a really good defense. I know they looked horrible on offense against Iowa. Which that would look like a Big Ten game. Wow, Can we send a, Iowa State to the Big Ten, by the way? But what um, a pillow fight. <laughs> yeah, but I do think that they could struggle a little bit trying to replace Rodney against Iowa State offensively. Now they're they still have Lincoln Riley, they still have Kyler Murray, but Rodney Anderson was the engine of that team, that offense. So 
that's gonna be that's gonna be a big loss for them. I hated to see that too. It's his third season-ending injury yeah. in four kind years. Of, kind of brutal, um, but yeah, should be uh, should be intriguing as the Big Twelve starts this weekend. So yep, we're just beginning, so it's gonna be yeah. a long, fun ride. Okay, Carson, be safe going to Ames. Pour one out for OKC Dave when you get to Jack Trice. <laughs> that's and a that's a joke for the longtime blog followers. Yes. And we will talk uh, we'll talk soon, hopefully on Sunday after uh, what should be an exciting game in store. All right, sounds good, man. Okay, see you.